Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is the Punters Mate on SEM. And this is a Friday morning, and I can't believe what I can see. Joining me in the studio, Mark Braybrook with you on a Friday morning. Your name, please. Chris Nelson. Chris Nelson, welcome back. Gee, Sammy did a great job. He did, yeah, yeah. He did while you were away, Mm. while I was away. Mm. He did a really good job, so yeah. I think we both better watch out. No, I'm not worried at all, but um, <laughs> you potentially could be. Should be? Yeah. Could be or should be? So I was going to say, how's your week been? But how's your five weeks been, six weeks been, pretty much? Pretty good. Yeah, it's a bit of a whirlwind, isn't it? Mm. Once you get to Christmas, the build-up to Christmas, then Christmas is over, then it's Magic Millions time. and Then you got a sniffle. Oh, God, yeah, i got worse than a sniffle. But anyway, we're on the road to recovery now and all, all good. So, yeah, looking forward to uh, the next 12 months before it all happens again. Yeah, the tab, um, Queensland is racing right across the state. We're in Townsville today where there's a bit of rain around, yeah, but a heavy a eight uh, for Townsville today for the Thoroughbreds uh, racing uh, in the north of the state, uh, Rocky has got some trials today. Then Albion Park, the Harness Racing in Ipswich, the dogs tonight. Tomorrow, Sunny Coast for the Sunshine Coast Cup. Ipswich, Toowoomba, back after a break. Yes. Bundaberg and Innisfail, Albion Park, the Harness Racing, and Ipswich, the Greyhounds. Don't go to Sunday yet. Well, there's Albion Park Greyhounds. Yes. And Capalabar Dogs. Yes. Which I haven't been to yet. I planned to go over oh, the break, rubbish. but I got ill and things rubbish. happened and, and, and I couldn't make trot. it. But I, I will get there. And you know what? Sammy, Sammy Holland kept asking me the same question. He'd, he'd read that out and he'd say, <laughs> Capalabar, Chris? And I'd say, well, no. Very go. good. So he must yeah. be listening to the show, I bet you Sammy, great. I bet you Sammy will get to Capalabar before you do. <laughs> he might. He may well do. But just just on um, Sunday, there's no meeting at Bowen. Bowen was the, the meeting for Sunday this week uh, because the Sunshine, Sunshine Coast is racing tomorrow. Unfortunately, that's been postponed until Tuesday because of wet weather up that way. I'm sitting in Paddy Walsh's chair, and for some reason, he's got the arms, armrests, at different heights. And I thought I was in a leaning room, but I've just tried to work that out, so I'm trying to get myself level here. Um, What are your highlights from the week? Uh, I think Tegan Harrison making a winning return to the track. Uh, She'd been off the scene for 10 months uh, due to a pretty ordinary injury or a bad break. Uh, she made a comeback last Friday night at the Sunshine Coast, and then she rode at Gatton on Saturday and rode a winner there. And we'll be speaking to her in the second half hour of the show. So after the news at nine, Pam O'Neill, uh, Order of Australia medal for Pam O'Neill, pioneering uh, female jockey. She What they say, she broke the glass ceiling. She rode in her first meeting and rode three winners back in 1977, I think it was. I'll check that. Uh, she's either 77 or it was 1977. And if she's uh, younger than 77, she'll kill me. 1979 was the year. So there you mm. go. So Pam O'Neill, that was that was a great uh, and well-deserved honour. And my third highlight of the week, Mark, is just simply being back here with you. No other. 
I mean, how good is that? Yeah. Good on you. Uh, look, congratulations to Pam, um, which was terrific. We had her on uh, Breakfast with Patton Heels as our Queensland legend um, during last year, and it is a remarkable story. She was also uh, inducted into the Queensland Sports Hall of Fame uh, last year as yep. well, so it's been a, a whirlwind 12 months for her. And and you speak to, to Steph Thornton, we'll speak to Tegan Harrison later and speak to all the other female jockeys. If it wasn't for, for Pam O'Neill, they may not uh, beginning the opportunities they're getting today. No, and she's still a high-ranking, uh, has a high-ranking role with the Queensland Jockeys Association. So, as I said, 77 years old, but still working and working hard. Now, uh, Queensland Racing has uh, released um, some information today. There's two new additions to the uh, Queensland Constellations. With the Constellations uh, run for the first time last year, it's going to uh, continue to improve those for the best paces in 2022. Now, the eligibility for the Queensland Sun, which will be conducted as a Group 2 race for three- and four-year-olds, will be restricted to horses trained by Queensland trainers or trainers with, whose horses predominantly race in Queensland. Now, the race will offer the winner a ballot exemption from the Group 1 Rising Sun, which is the following week. So you win the Queensland Sun, you're into the Group 1 uh, the following week. And Marburg, mm, Marburg will host a Constellations meeting for the first time. Been there? Marburg? No, I haven't. Near Toowoomba, Steve, isn't it? Yeah, Steve Runoff Territory, Marburg. Yeah. But I haven't been to Marburg. Uh, that feature meeting will uh, include a number of races that will be restricted to Queensland-based horses. Yeah. So, so it's good a, news. Yeah, it's a big year too with um, the Inter-Dominion set to return next year and, and so on. So there's plenty of good news on the harness front. There's also some good news on the Greyhound front as well, Chris, because... Um, Big week, next week, next well, Thursday Luke, night. Well, Luke Gatehouse was in a lather yesterday because it was a massive night last night at Albion Park and it went ahead without any power disruptions because Luke got, yes. the, uh, got the sparky outfit on and fixed all that. So the field is set, the boxes are drawn for the gold one, the group one gold bullion. Now... Karinga Lucy and Paws of Thunder winner Jungle Juice, they'll have the inside boxes. So Karinga Lucy out of box one. Can you give us the draw with the, the colours? Uh, one, the red, yep. Karinga Lucy. Yep. Two, the stripes, Jungle Juice. Yep. Three, the white, Louis Rumble. Four, the blue, Zipping Kyrios. Five, the yellow, Spotted Elk. Six, the green, Do It. Seven, the black, Orchestrate. And eight, the pink, Jagger moves the emergence of the reserves, I should say. Um, Strategize and hopeful Bella have drawn nine and ten. What's their colours? Green and white, yeah. and uh, the red, white, and blue. Yes, very good. Uh, Can't catch you out. There you go. There you go. Can't catch you out. Very good. I you like got a tip for that yet? No, no, I haven't done the form yet. It's too early in the week. It's a week away. Could be a heavy track by then. It could well be a heavy track Are by the then. Dogs? Speaking of uh, heavy tracks, unfortunately the rain is around again oh. and it was heading to the Sunshine Coast as you were driving from the Sunshine Coast. I mean, we know it should be because we've got the Sunshine Coast Cup tomorrow. Oh, no, <laughs> they just get smashed, don't they? It's amazing. For their big race well, days. But hopefully tomorrow it'll be okay. Driving down this morning, the rain didn't really start till I got to, to Beerborough. Yep. So sort of past the track area there. It was a little bit of wet on the ground, but it never really set in until between Beerborough and Caboolture. And then it was pretty, um, well, it was on and off all the way to Brisbane from there. So I'm just hoping the track didn't get any more. It was a soft seven yesterday. It is officially still a soft, soft seven, seven this yep. morning. Yep. Um, they did get six mils overnight. So I'm hoping for no more because this is a really, really good meeting. And if we can get down to a soft five or a six, I know that's probably pie in the sky. That'd be great. 
We better take a break here on The Punters, mate, because other side of the break, we're going to come back and speak with the CEO of the Sunshine Coast Turf Club to find out uh, what will be happening there tomorrow and what the weather is like at the moment on the sunny coast as that uh, rain front was moving through. John Miller will join us after the break on The Punters, mate. Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is The Punters, mate, on SEN. Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson on this Friday morning. Queensland is racing. The Sunshine Coast is racing tomorrow. Big day. Yes. Sunshine Coast uh, Cup Day. And John Miller is the CEO and he joins us this morning. G'day, John. How are you? Yeah, g'day, guys. John, uh, I drove down this morning. Uh, the rain didn't really set in until I got to Beerborough. So I'm sort of hoping that that's still the case. But I see we're on a, uh, a soft seven this morning, six mils overnight. Is it raining there now? Please say no. No, nah, no, sun's coming out, Chris, so um, we're hoping we might get a fine day today and that track will improve. So, um, yeah, we've had a bit of rain um, sort of the last couple of nights, but the days have been reasonably fine. So, yeah, fingers crossed we uh, get a fine afternoon today and a fine day tomorrow. Yeah, it's a really good meeting. The fields, I thought, have, have held up really well. We're basically at the end of the summer carnival now. This is the last of it until we go into a bit of a lull before the uh, the winter. But you'd be happy with the fields? Yeah, very happy. I think... Um, I think when we have the opportunity to race on the, the Saturday as the Metro meeting, the, the fields really reflect, um, you know, the trainers like bringing the horses here. Um, it's a, such a great track with wonderful starts and, yep. um, you know, the track's in really good nick at the moment. Um, beautiful grass coverage and the rain's only only helping. So some, some fine weather, it should race really well tomorrow. For people uh, heading to the track tomorrow, uh, what can they look forward to? Are there any restrictions in place? Um, we've still got the, um, the the double vaccination restriction being a hospitality venue, so we're still operating under those those restrictions, um, which people will be pretty familiar with now. This has been going for over well over a month now, um, but you can uh, you can do a few things. You can turn up at the gate and, and just buy a general admission pass, or if you want to jump online today, actually we've got a. Um, a special going until lunchtime today where you can uh, get a, your general admission, a burger and a drink for $30 online. So um, if you are thinking you're coming, that's probably um, a great great way to do it. And I have sampled the burgers there, Mark, and I can tell you they are 110% good burgers down there. So um, make sure you uh, get out there, Mark, and have a burger and a drink and some general admission. Expected crowd, John, what sort of crowd do you think you'll uh, get on course tomorrow? Yeah, this uh, good question. This is a, a meeting we'd normally get around sort of the two and a half thousand to. Um, obviously, crowds have been a bit softer the last few weeks um, because of the the COVID um, being around and people being affected by that. So, I suppose we're just uh, hoping that uh, we're coming out the other end of that and and we'll start to see a return to good crowds. And if we can get anywhere um, near that number, we'd be wrapped. Well, mate, all the best for tomorrow. It should be a terrific day with a, a really good field, particularly yeah. in the Cup, um, tie zone and, and the People's Horse, the, the Horovian. Yep. Uh, should be a terrific day, and we appreciate your time. No, thanks so much for your support. Good on you, mate. Thanks, John, John Miller there, the CEO of the Sunshine Coast Turf Club, and it is a good field for the Cup. It is. Um, as you say, the Horovian, he looks well-placed. Uh, the stable mate, Hard Empire, tie zone. Might be on the way downhill now, tie zone, do you think, Mark? Well, interesting you say that because yesterday on Breakfast with Patton Hills, we had Trent Edmonds on the show and he was speaking about uh, Ty Zone and the Herovian because um, the Archer is on in Rocky, is it? Um, right, in about uh, three or four months. Is That's it April? In May. 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 April. Uh, April, May, yeah. So um, 
which of those two horses, out of those two, uh, would be nominated to try and get into the Archer. Um, and it was an interesting response from uh, Trent about the future of um, Tyzone. To be fair, Tyzone, like he's been a fantastic horse for a number of years and he was great to us winning our, our first Group 1 in the Stradbroke a couple of seasons ago. Um, he's probably, you know... To closer, or he's definitely closer to the end than the beginning. And if he wasn't to perform sort of Saturday, then you might start to reassess uh, your options with him, whether or not he goes back up to Tom's property and, and retires and, and lives a long life up there. But, um, you know, either of them at the moment are sort of racing for that slot. They're his best two horses, and mm-hmm. um, we'll be pointing him in that direction, uh, you know, come the time for that archer, archer race. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how Tyzone performs tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think he's passed it. I don't think I'd be surprised if you if you figured in the finish. The Horovian definitely, but Tyzone, yeah, we haven't seen him at his best for some time. Look, they've been in strong races mostly, but uh, his mind's probably just not on it these days. Look, and it's been a is it fair to say a patchy preparation for the Horovian yes. as well because of the the weather and the tracks. He had a setback before he resumed, and he was sort of behind the eight ball. All the way. Just got the feeling he was a run short mm. at those two runs. The the recognition, 1350. Then he went to the Burmbra, 1600 metres, and he was, what, 22 days between runs there. He was always playing catch-up. So his runs were good, but he just never seemed to be in the right time, right um, stage of a preparation. So this time around, he's had a freshen up, and he's back from 1600 to 1400. So he's perfectly placed tomorrow. Perfectly placed. Perfect. Oh, oh. oh. we won't <laughs> so get the weekend sh- forecast yet. <laughs> But you know the rules, mm. that the people's horse has always got to be in the mix. Well, he is. You Would I have a tip against him, Mark? Yes, 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 yes. We will take a break here on The Punters, mate. Other side of the break, we'll come back and get some of the latest betting markets with uh, Scott Cross, who we haven't spoken to for a while either. Oh. We need to speak to him because uh, he was very generous in his hospitality with you and I at the Australian PGA, which uh, CrossBet uh, was a major sponsor of. So we'll speak with Scott after the break on the phone. Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Yeah, freshen up your punting this summer with CrossBet, Australia's freshest sports betting app. Download the CrossBet app today and gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We haven't spoken to him for ages. He's had uh, oh. sick children. He's been on holidays and didn't even get to bump into him at the Australian PGA because he's no. been such a busy man. Scott Cross, good morning, mate. How are you? Great to talk to you again. I'm fantastic. Mate, how has uh, your Christmas, New Year break been? I know you've been at the Magic Millions. You've been sponsoring the Australian PGA. What oh. have you been up to? It's been very, very busy, mate. Uh, Magic Millions, unfortunately, profit didn't do anything, so I, I braved the eye of the COVID storm down the Gold Coast and survived. So I'm, I'm back on track. Well, you're better That's, than Chris Nelson because he didn't survive. I did. I was only there for I think less than less than uh, 20 hours, Scott, and I picked it up. So you did very well. Lucky. <laughs> now at the Australian PGA too, um, I was lucky enough to be in one of the CrossBet teams, and Jed Morgan was our pro. And Jed, of course, went on to win the tournament. And I know Jed through yeah. from Gales as well. So I couldn't believe out of all the pros, I knew one. I knew two pros personally. One of them being Jed Morgan, and bang, he was our Scott, uh, our CrossBet um, pro. And he didn't play that well in the pro am. 
but yeah. he, he went okay in the tournament proper. And you so. know what, Scott? He, as Mark just said, he didn't play that well in the Pro-Am, but Scott, uh, uh, Mark's texted me straight after he won. Said, those tips that I gave him obviously helped out his uh, his game for the next mm. four days. So he's taken a well, fair I'm, bit of credit I'm for I'm it. I'm glad he listened to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, there you go. The uh, CrossBet Pro winning the Australian PGA. Well done. Yeah. Now, let's get serious because we've got a big weekend of sport. Um, don't know where to start. We might as well start with the Aussie Open uh, because Ash Barty, uh, the Queenslander, into the women's final. We've got the men's doubles final, and we've also got the mixed doubles with Australians involved today. So it's a massive weekend at the Aussie Open as well as, the, if we're interested, the men's single semifinals. <laughs> Yeah, look, I think that it's just huge. Like the men's singles, let's look past these qualifying rounds. If we look at who's going to take it home, Medvedev's dollar ninety-one and Rafael Nadal's at three dollars forty. I mean, I mean, three dollars forty. It's hard to look at value for Rafael Nadal at three forty. If we look to the women's final, uh, the Barty party continues. She's a dollar twenty-three versus Collins at four dollars and five. I just can't see anyone stopping Ash Barty. I think she's pretty much going to do it on home soil. I think it's a fait complete. What is exciting is the men's doubles. We have an all-Aussie affair, double K, Kyrgios and Kokonakis versus Eden and Purcell. If nothing else, I'm just going to be watching that game to see the fanfare and watch Double K uh, you know, rear up the crowd. I think it's going to be a great weekend of tennis. Yeah, it should be a terrific weekend. I'm not sure about the crowd because they're paying 500 a ticket. I don't think it's the normal um, Kokonakis and Kyrgios crowd. That will be very interesting and to see how many supporters Purcell and Ebden have. But a terrific weekend uh, when it comes to the tennis. What about tonight's BBL final, the Sixers and the Scorchers? Look, the Sixers and the Scorchers... I actually think this game is going to be a lot closer than the odds uh, uh, currently sitting at. The Scorchers are $1.38. The Sixers are $3.05. Both of them have won three titles. And we all know in, in T20, anything can happen. I'm going to be taking the Sixers at 3.05 for an upset. And just also on the odd upset that they managed to get Steve Smith back in the team. <laughs> now, Chris and I were talking during the break about the Sunshine Coast Cup and uh, who was going to start favourite. Um, there's a, it's a good field. The people's horses in there, the Herovian, but we've also got uh, Desert Lord and a couple of other uh, horses with a chance at the moment with Crossbet. Um, who's your favourite? Look, Desert Lord is the favourite at the moment. It's no surprise that they've come for three early. It's the Herovian, Desert Lord, and the market movers East Asia started at eight uh, into four sixty. Look, of those three, I'm going on the Herovian. I just think he's a class act. It's it's very hard to slip the three of them. However, if you want a bit of a roughie, I actually like the looks of Oscar Zulu. It's one third up before, it's third up here again. It's its form on a soft track is quite good. And as I'm talking to you now, it's raining here and its form on a heavy is even better. So it's currently sitting at $9. So I'm going to put the Herovia on top and uh, don't forget Oscar Zulu sitting at around $9 for a roughie. Yeah, and our favourite Steph Thornton is riding it for CJ Waller and he knows how to win a couple too, Chris Waller. Just finally, mate, Absolutely. the N- NFL, um, we'll know our Super Bowl finalists after this weekend. The Chiefs up against the Bengals and the Rams take on the 49ers. Oh, look, I, I, I'm, I'm devastated to say my Tom Brady's probably played his last game. However, the... Playoff games last last round were absolutely fantastic. Once again, I think these games are going to be closer than the odds. The Bengals at 380 to upset the the raging favourites. Chiefs at a dollar 27. The 49ers are at two dollars 47, and the Rams at a dollar 55. I think my tip of the Rams are going to be the Bengals plus line. The Chiefs are fantastic. However, their secondary defence is not the best, and that Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, 
combination might just get the Bengals an upset. Interesting. That would be extraordinary. The Bengals won their first away playoff game in the franchise history last week, and they haven't been in an AFC championship game since 1988, I think it is. So it's an extraordinary... I think last time they were in a playoff game, Joe Burrow wasn't even born. Yeah, that'd be right. Most of their supporters may not have even been born as well. Mate, always great to talk to you. Thanks for your time. Enjoy a big weekend of sport. Take care. All the best. Good on you, mate. Scott Cross from Crossbet. Freshen up your punting this summer with Crossbet, Australia's freshest sports betting app. Download the Crossbet app today and gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Now, if I was a bookmaker, Mark, and I'm not, I would be laying Desert Lord and East Asia in that race tomorrow. I don't think either can win. Okay. The money is coming for East Asia, though. Yeah, I know. East Asia's a a restricted-grade mare. She's racing well. She's trialled well, but this is a massive step up in grade. We will take a break for the news here on The Punters, mate. Other side of the break, follow Fold or Forgive and our special guest, Tegan Cullis. Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is The Punters, mate, on SEM. Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson on this Friday morning. Queensland is racing today. Townsville and uh, trials at Rocky. Albion Park, the Harness, Ipswich, the Greyhounds tomorrow. Sunny Coast, Ipswich, Toowoomba, Bundaberg and Innisfail. And Albion Park has the Harness in Ipswich and Townsville. The Greyhounds, no thoroughbreds on Sunday, Chris. No, Bowen was all set to go for a big meeting there on Sunday. But unfortunately, with all the wet weather up north, that has been postponed. And it will now go we, on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say Tuesday. Tuesday um, so, yeah, no meeting. Yeah, and then Wednesday is the Metro meeting on Wednesday. At Ipswich. At Ipswich. Yep. Yes. And Ipswich was last Wednesday too because Bun- uh, Bow Desert got a bit of rain. and was no Yeah, good. then Ipswich had a bit of rain. Went from a good four to a heavy ten. Hmm. It was a bit wet on Very Wednesday. enjoyable. Yep, it was a bit wet. And you've tipped on a good four track. Yeah, well, you've always got an excuse. Now, follow, <laughs> fold, or forgive. Let's start with Good Girl. Good Girl in race number one at Doombin last Saturday. Debut, Annabelle Nisham and Ryan Maloney. I thought it was a good performance. I think Good Girl will uh, improve sharply off that. Stuck on well, like the way that uh, she sort of hit the line late. So Good Girl can get away with a race. If she stays up here, she might go back to Sydney, but they'll get a bit stronger in Sydney now, these two-year-old races, uh, with the Golden Slipper. Uh, the next assignment for most of them. So good girl uh, in a similar tight race can run well. We'll follow her. Linthorpe Lad. Well, he had no luck at all in race number four. This is the distance race. Uh, nothing went right for him whatsoever. He was very, very heavily backed into $3.40 favourite. Uh, his prior run, he had no luck either. He couldn't get a run along the fence until too late. So stick with him, Linthorpe Lad. I'd say he'll have a few more runs before he goes for a break. He is a definite forgive Linthorpe Lad. Air Spirit. I think we have to fold up on uh, Air Spirit. Was very heavily backed in race eight at Doombin last week uh, into $4.40. I'm not sure why, uh, but the money certainly came. Trucked up beautifully behind them on the fence. Had every chance it didn't finish off in the straight. She's a mare that might have reached her uh, her level, uh, and uh, I think she'd be uh, probably going for a break now. Not obviously suited that, that well on uh, wet ground, but even on the dry ground, she hasn't quite been the same uh, mare. So we'll fold up on Air Spirit. Glitter Strip. And the stable mate, Glitter Strip, in the last race. Now, plenty wanted to be on Glitter Strip, but that's been the case its last three starts. And she just finds ways of being beaten. She's not running bad races, but she's just not winning. And she keeps being heavily supported. So I suggest she's probably gone for a break anyway, but I'm going to fold up on Glitter Strip. Garibaldi? No uh, update. I'd say Garibaldi's having a bit of a break, and we probably won't see him until, I would say, 
the start of the winter carnival, some of those uh, lesser races before we get to the real, the big group ones, etc. What about April and Augusta? April and Augusta is still in the paddock. Still. She's strengthening okay. up her, uh, her shins. Well, you know we've got a paycheck. Yeah, I know. Um, you said you had, you know, how much was it? $9. $9. Well, you're yep. $9 in front of me. Heels, I know, exactly. And we paid a lot less than you. And Heels has taken his management fees out, so we'll get about 70 cents each, <laughs> I would have thought. So there you go. Um, yeah. Don't spend it all at once. No, we, we shan't be doing that. But uh, anyway, at least our horses are racing, Chris. That's yeah, I know, line. but that, that doesn't matter. But we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll measure their career at the end of their careers. Okay. We'll see what, how we're going. Well, speaking about at least racing, it's great to see that Tegan Harrison is back. She's got a couple of rides tomorrow at the uh, sunny coast because she can only have two rides a day. Well, she can only have two rides a day, but uh, Tegan, as we welcome you in, good morning to you. Morning, guys. How are you? Um, well, thank you. I was going to ask you, you can only officially, from what I've read, uh, ride two horses in a meeting. But then I look at Mewillam Bar on Sunday and you got three rides. Yeah, so look, we've got that listed now. It was being listed on the 31st and Mewillam Bar being the 30th, we thought if we go one over, we'll just get um, get that move forward. So it, the main thing was that I was just pulling up um, good from my races and being back and, and I've had no issues. So yep. um, they were just sort of wanting me not to just rush in and go hard straight away. So... That's why the two rides a meeting was in place to begin with. All right. Now, you were off the scene for 10 months. Can you just take us through the uh, the injury? Um, so I injured my tibial plateau, uh, which is a bit of a weight-bearing bone, and it required surgery. So that, that was sort of the first bit that took a bit of time. And then when I was uh, in my surgery, I had a drill bit snap off in my leg, oh, and I had to geez. through the other side. So that delayed everything more so than it was going to be. Um, so I was on bed rest for quite a while. But then then when I come good from that and I got back to a point where I was riding track work and trials, I thought my surgeon would clear me to race ride, but he wanted me to have my plate removed, which then delayed again because we had to wait till December before it had been in long enough to safely remove that. So it was just a... Um, series of little things like that that made me out of the saddle for so long but got the plate removed in December and been back running track work this month and was very very happy to be back at the races finally after a long layoff. How did you cope with that Tegan was it a tough time? Um I think I've had a lot of practice at injuries (laughs) this past few years so it's um and I wouldn't wouldn't want it to happen again but it's certainly you you, you soon learn there's nothing you can do about it and, and the more you stay miserable during that time um, isn't going to make it go any faster. So I just have ways that I deal with it now and, and just ride it out. And I mean, the races aren't going anywhere, so there's always something to come back to, which is the main thing. And, and um, yeah, I probably just try to switch off from it, if anything, while I'm out so that I'm not getting frustrated. What do you do to pass the time? Um, the first initial stage of the injury is very hard because I'm an active person. I like doing things. Um, watching TV isn't something I normally do, but unfortunately that's all I could do for the first six weeks of this injury. I, I was bed bound. So I just had to force myself to get into Netflix and, and, uh, luckily I found a couple of shows there that were okay and, and they helped me bide the time a bit. 
So when you say, okay, I was going to ask you, do you have any uh, suggestions, anything that you <laughs> can recommend, or is okay just okay? Um, they're just okay. I only just scraped <laughs> through them because I had to. <laughs> uh, now, t- life moves on really quickly, and things change very quickly, Tegan. But um, is that the same in racing? With all that time out, now that you're back, are things different, or is it is it just like coming back and you know jumping straight into it, and and everything seems to be the same? I think, um, like previously, when I have had injuries and come back, I've tend to in my own head made a big deal out of it. Where this time in my head, I thought, you know what, you've done this a few times before now, and it is a bit like riding a bike, really. Like, um, of course, you've got to get your eye back in and your fitness back up, but I do think um, we dramatise it a little bit, and I, I think you. You know, once you get back on the back of the horse race day and and um, have a couple of rides back, you seem to warm back into it pretty quick. And like I said, it's probably like having a long time off riding a bike. You you still know what to do when when it's asked of you. Well, that was the case because you had the two rides at the Sunshine Coast on the Friday night just to get your eye in, and then off you went to Gatton on Saturday, and, and next ride was a winner, and then the ride after that was a second. Yeah, it was lucky I had those warm-ups on the Friday night because I was very rusty on those ones and made a mess of the first one. So probably needed um, before my rides at Gatton were better chances the next day. And and, uh, I am glad that I had them a couple of rides on Friday night to just get the feel for it again. Do you have to be a little bit more selective? See, Paddy Welsh, when he found out, uh, Tegan, that you could only have the two rides a day, immediately Paddy, being the punter, which what he is, <laughs> says, well, they must be good. If she's going to – if she has to – can only have two, she's not going to uh, go for bad ones. So Paddy was getting quite excited thinking, well, we'll follow Tegan then. And uh, you've he had a, a good weekend last week. Do you have to be a little bit more selective nowadays? Um, I've More or less, we're just letting the ball roll steadily back into it I've, I've got a new manager Luke Hilton and we haven't even really put messages out yet to say that you know he's doing my rides and, and chase for them better rides just yet but we're we're just slowly going to build on that so at the moment it's um sorry Pat it's quite awesome. <laughs> so we're taking what we've, you know what's being offered to us through work I've been doing and things like that so um it, it's not so much oh yeah let's just well of course you want to be on the best chance in the race but I, most of all, I need to just get back riding and just get back doing it. So if if people have had horses that they want me to ride, um, we've, we've just been taking them at the moment. And does the time off give you a greater hunger? You're just busting to get back and it, it really builds that hunger when, you're, when you can't ride and you're watching the races on the TV and you think, gee, I could have ridden that? Absolutely. And that, that's what I was saying about, you know, I switched off that first lot of uh, time off because, you do get so frustrated and you want to be back out there and you're hungry, but you're a long way from your goal. So it's um, when you get that bit closer to to really actually getting back to the races, you just, oh, you, you're so much, oh, it sounds bad, but you, you do have this incredible hunger for it. Like, and, you know, I've been riding two horses a meeting and I'm leaving the races wanting more. Like, yeah. mm. I, I'm like, well, geez, I wish I had six rides, you know? Like, so um, definitely puts your, um, uh, the fire in your belly again. Now, Tegan, we spoke earlier in the program and uh, earlier in the week on Breakfast with Pat and Heels too about the uh, Australia Day honour for Pam O'Neill, who um, has been a pioneer for women jockeys. It's hard to believe, isn't it, that uh, when she started, she couldn't even 
have a place to get changed. Uh, there was no females jockey room. Now um, it's almost standing room only in the females jockey room, uh, female jockey room at most courses, isn't it? Oh, it's incredible the amount of females that are riding now and, and how far it's come from early days when, you know, Pam really paved the way and among other female riders there early. And now you head to the races and and I think we're a, we're a dominant force for the numbers mm. we have at the moment. We, in the jockeys room there Wednesday at Ipswich, we were just on each other's laps and that's part <laughs> of the jockeys room. So, so, you know, it just goes to show that there's, there's a, a lot of women in the sport now and, and everyone's um, doing quite well, I think, too. The girls are a strong force. And without, without the likes of Pam, we, we um, all wouldn't be in there and, and uh, having a good time now. Now, Tegan, at this stage, you have the two rides at the Sunshine Coast tomorrow. Zing along in race number six and fisticuffs in race number eight. One goes forward, zing along, and the other one goes back, fisticuffs. Have you got a preference? Are you confident with those? Um, I was really excited. Uh, Zingalong was actually meant to be my first race ride back. Uh, when Trev mentioned it's the Metro meeting, I thought I'd better, better chase some rides before we ride that day, which I'm glad I did because it's been a good week. But um, So I really love Zingalong. I've, I've ridden one on him and, and um, ridden him quite a few times. And unfortunately, just when I got outed, he actually done really well in some bigger races and showed what he can do. He's probably not in that form at the moment, but he's only in the class three and, and um, he loves his home track there, loves it soft. So, I mean, you know, he's in a hard race, but, but I'm hoping that he missed me and he'll run well. Look, <laughs> <laughs> well, Tegan, it's great to have you back. Thank you so much for your time. Good luck over the weekend and the coming weeks and hopefully we'll chat again uh, down the track. Thanks, guys. Tegan Thanks, Harrison Tegan. there, great to have her back and uh, yeah. good luck tomorrow at the sunny coast. And yeah, she made the point about Ipswich uh, on each other's laps and Steph wasn't even there on Wednesday. No. Because she's been down in Melbourne because Ben's brother tra- trained the winner of the Trailgun Cup again. Oh, okay. Uh, in Greyhounds. You know? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Jay- is it Jason? Yeah. And there was a photo of he and Ben with the trophy again, second year in a row, I think, because I remember us talking about it last year. So yeah, Steph and Ben have been back to... Back to Melbourne for the week, but she's back riding, um, riding tomorrow. And she's riding good for rides. CJ Waller. Yeah, yeah, I'll oh, see that in the yeah. uh, in one of those races. Yeah, in the cup. Yeah, the cup. Yeah, we better take a break here on the punters, mate. Because mm. other side of the break, we're back with the weekend forecast, Chris's tips, and we might even have time for a that's magic. Oh, Over forty live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. Queensland is racing. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Weekend forecast, Chris. Weekend forecast. And what a really good day of racing we have at the Sunshine Coast tomorrow, Mark. And I think that the best bet of the day is Steph's ride. And that's uh, in race. No, there's actually one Steph's ride and one's Ben Thompson ride. So we've got the... uh, We've got the... Um, the double. Well, they're engaged now, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah, so we've got the double. Now, we'll go to Steph's ride first. Race six, number eight, one shy Ruby. Chris Anderson trains. Now, one shy Ruby's had two runs this time in for two wins. Uh, I like the way this one just races up on the pace. Uh, a little, let those leaders go a little early and sort of have the last crack at them. And that was the case at Doombin last time. Steph uh, pressed the button on one shy Ruby and she just shot away. And she loves... The, uh, the sting in the ground. She's much better on wet ground than she is on dry ground. So I think one shy Ruby 
at a good price, around $4, better the day. So race six, number eight, one shy Ruby. Let's go back to race four. Mushiali, number four for Ben, as I mentioned. Tony Golan trains. Nice little freshen up. Had a trial recently. The trial was very soft. There was a lot left in the tank there. I think, again, the speed's pretty strong earlier. They'll run along, and they'll set it up for something to run home from the back, and I think that will be Mushiali, who also has one in soft ground. So I think race four, number four, and race six, number eight, are the best two of the day. Now, I know you're going to ask me about the Sunshine Coast Cup. Am I right? Mm. The Herovian. Mm. I think the Herovian can get away with this tomorrow. He's nicely placed. As I mentioned, he's... He's had to play catch-up all preparation, not this time. He's had to freshen up. He's back in distance. He's drawn a good gate. On the speed map, there is absolutely no leader in the race. I'm thinking Mr. Moneybags might be the one that rolls forward. So I would suggest that Brad Stewart, being the, the master tactician he is as a jockey, he'll go forward. He'll find a decent spot. A lot of these times when there's not a lot of speed on a map, the jockeys all read it, the connections all read it, and they all decide to go forward. If that is the case, I still think you'll find that uh, from gate number two, the Herovian will get the right run. So I'm pretty confident that he can break through race eight, number two, the Herovian. The people's horse finally yep. gets tipped by Chris Nelson. Yep. So there yep. we go. Uh, and the others, uh, I think Warp Speed. Uh, warp Speed goes around in race seven, number eight. Sammy Collett will ride. Now, again, a race with not a lot of speed. Warp Speed draws back and you would think would settle back in the field. But you look at his run, last preparation, second up. They went forward on him, sat outside the lead, and he won. I think they'll do that again. I'll be really surprised if Sammy Collett sits back in the field. I think she'll go forward, sit in the first three, and I think he'll be hard to beat too. So that's race seven, number eight as well. So there's four tips on what is a great day. Should be a terrific days racing at the Sunshine Coast tomorrow. I think we do have time for... Daydreaming here. Now, speaking of jockeys, we had Tegan Island. You mentioned Steph and Ben. Les Boots. Now, we've played this uh, on the Darling Download, but I want to play it for you. This is one of the great interviews. The late, great Bert Bryant speaking with Les Boots, a jumps jockey from South Australia who had a reputation <laughs> that uh, is unwanted by most jockeys. We've got a man in the box, a former very well-known jumping rider, who insists that he had... 39 rides in races for 41 falls. His name is Les Boots. We welcome you, Les. The, the story is so astounding. How in the hell can you have 41 falls and 39 rides? Well, uh, if you get around to that, I rode a horse at Chelton one day and fell going out the straight. I caught him, remounted him, fell at the half mile <laughs> and uh, broke his neck and I fell out the ambulance going to the hospital. <laughs> and then I, I spent that long and I spent 15 years out of eight in that late hospital and... Uh, I wore white gowns every time I thought I was Dr. Ben Casey at the finish there. <laughs> I was the only jockey, they reckon, in Australia got to bed and breakfast for 15 years. <laughs> and I went home one weekend after 13 years. I'd never been home for a weekend. The people asked me what I was doing. I said it was a jumper's flat today. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. What about the pyjamas? Yeah, they, they, they found them at the finish. <laughs> you were the only jockey that ever went to the track with the pyjamas? I went took them to the race, not to the track. No, you they, always, they always had a bed ready at the Adelaide Hospital for me. They'd look up the paper and see I had a ride, and then they'd have a bed ready as soon as I got there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many bones did you break? I broke every bone in my body. Broken neck, the last fall I had. The that last fall you had, you broke a neck? Broke, broken vertebrae in the neck, and uh, spent three years home nearly, all together, you know, and... Uh, Anyhow, they got tired of me at the racing time. I think at the finish, I was a bit strong on their compensation. <laughs> and uh, 
And then I went to a picnic one day and they even barred me on the merry-go-round. I reckon I wasn't safe. <laughs> yeah. Les, I don't know whether you got the money out of the business. I hope you got no, a fortune. Well, I didn't get a fortune. I don't think the punters lost much on me, neither. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you deserved a fortune. But the, 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 the day, like, the, the, they got everything behind the, the jockeys today. They got ambulance and everything. When I was schooling horses, they, they used to pick me up in a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. I can't ago, take any more. And that is a true story, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't have any time. Well, I, don't, I think it might be exaggerated slightly. But um, I, so. I don't know how many times I've heard it, but it still makes me laugh. It is It funny. still makes me laugh. Cracking up Bert Bryant, too. Yeah, yeah, terrific stuff. Les Boots there. So that's my, that's magic. I'll throw in another one, can I? Yeah. It's got nothing to do with racing because I think this year we'll try and find other sports as well. Yep. Um, this is not funny. This I just oh. think this is, this is remarkable. A, a grade game, cricket game in Sydney. On the weekend, Uni of New South Wales versus uh, Mossman. Mm-hmm. Mossman are chasing 155 for victory with one over remaining. They need six to win off the final over. So dot ball, dot ball. They need six to win with four balls left and four wickets in hand. Yep. Wicket, wicket, wicket. Oh. The bowler takes a hat trick. The number 11 batsman comes in needing six off the last ball to win. And he hits a six. I off think the last ball to win. I've seen some vision from that on uh, on Twitter. So what about yeah. the poor bowler? He takes a hat trick, then yeah. gets hit by the number eleven for six. You, you, H- had you... to go from chocolates to bald Absolutely. <laughs> so there you go. A hat trick, and then one ball remaining. Number oh, eleven man. walks in and hits it for six. You've got to be stiff, haven't you? Yeah. So I mean, that's magic on both sides, I suppose. Getting a hat trick is great, but then a number eleven batsman hitting a ball for six to win the match. Yeah, so there is. you go. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Doesn't happen very often, but doesn't happen very often. I would suggest, Chris Nelson, it's never happened before in the history of humans. There must be somewhere it's happened, and I'm going to dig deep to find that somewhere. Good luck. (laughs) You've got a week to do it. I've got a year to do it. Enjoy the races on the weekend, wherever you may be. Thanks for your company. Queensland is racing. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. That is the punter's mate. Back again next Friday morning.